0: know what my lesson was going to be about. Mm -hmm. Seems like you must have had some way about when you're talking about adding on the promises of God. But I'm going (coughs) in a way uh, about promises. But before I start the lesson, you know, I think it was Kate that said it very said if you Google it, it's not cheating. And I thought, well I'm gonna Google this and see and so I Googled and said, what scriptures can prove that once saved, always saved? The first thing that popped up said, you can't find it in your Bible." I was glad to see that. It said, you can't find it in the Bible." However, what got this started as we went to the Gospel meeting. And at the end of it, Jason made a comment. And I've been working on this for some time I'll just barely scratch the surface. We're gonna get less than a third, maybe not even a fourth of what i put together, but if I run too long, I, I'll just go and cut it off, but it's not good to run off. However, if it's closed. But anyway, this was what Jason said about his grandpa. And Jason had learned that the scripture do not support what saved, always saved and he was sitting on the porch with his grandfather and he said, that subject came up and he asked his grandfather about it, expecting that they would have a Bible study. But instead, his grandfather only answered, God will not take away what he has given you. Well, we know that we're standing on the promises of God. Well, I'll get too far ahead of it, but, um, don't be lured into something That sounds simple. But the thought I had from that is we can present scripture after scripture after scripture that proves that uh, there's conditions about salvation. We know that we have to be faithful to the end, and and many others that will hit some of them. And I thought, well, why don't I just use common sense? he tried to convince, if you will. Well common sense says God won't take something away from you. And there's a few things that he touched on. You think about uh David, maybe we'll hit that one, but um, uh, you know, look what he did after his sin with Bathsheba. He was made, if you will, a laughing stone. Look at other things that have been taken away. Look at Solomon, he had strange wives and did God and shouldn't. What happened there? and all down through but let's get on to the lesson oh uh, but you know that even preachers can be lost we've seen some that kept not their first estate i mean and if we would just look at the bible look at faithful gospel preachers that have had tv shows and now they're not faithful gospel preachers they went with the money look at the books they print they have followers around the world. Yet what does the Bible tell us? Here's someone preaching the gospel. And you think, sure, they that no. But it says first, in 927, But I keep under my body and break into subjection. But this is the part. Lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a away. So does that mean that preachers obtain that promise? And then God didn't keep his word? Well, thinking about other common sense. Why would there be a dividing of the people if some would not be lost and yet some are saved? We'll get to about the saved part later. Matthew 25, 31. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. And before Him shall be gathered all nations. As a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats, and he shall put <coughs> on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say to them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. <clears throat> well, think about James 1, 24, 25, that we have, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, we learn, we obey the gospel. Our daily business <coughs> and straightway forget what manner of man he was. You know, there's another part of the Bible telling us that we ought to consider what manner of man we ought to be. But verse 25 says But whosoever look in the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a do of the work this man should be blessed in his deeds. Well, to so the title, God will not take away the promise he gives us. I did have the word really up there, but I took it out. And you'll see in a moment. I want us to also understand, in case I don't make it clear, God's promise of a home in heaven, if we're obedient, is sure and steadfast, just like I said. However, don't fool ourselves. God's promise that there's a hell to shun and many there be, if you will, that go in there and find it. That's promised promise too. But if salvation is a gift from God, can He take that gift away from man? I'm gonna show you a number of scriptures, you get through this you say, well, we're all saved regardless. Wouldn't that be great if that was the case? But if that were the case, why would God give His only begotten Son if there weren't requirements? Why would God send Him out? But look at this: First Peter one five, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed, <coughs> revealed at the last time. All of these verses that we use, if you'll read up a little bit, or read down a little bit, or read what the Word says with understanding, everyone refute themselves. sin and inheritance Well first Peter 1 3 and 4 blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ Which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ Well, if you just use part of it and then add to verse 4 to an inheritance incorruptible undefiled that fadeth not away reserved for you now fadeth not away was that a promise? That inheritance is it corruptible, and it's from so God. But now let's look at John ten. That should be twenty-eight and twenty-nine. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father which gives them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. Now all you have to do. I forgot the book and, uh, 59, 1 and 2 I'll go you're you're, 59, 1 and 2 you're, the Lord's hand is not slack that he cannot I will mess the verse up i just explain what I'm saying God can hear what he wants to what separates us is our iniquity it sets up, separates us well, if man cannot, according to this, be plucked from God, then how are we not forever in a safe state? If man would use common sense, well, God will take anything that he, that away from us He gave us that makes common sense there. But in the Scriptures, you know, I can think that I can fly, but I know I cannot because... I'm not like a bird. I can make excuse and say, well, I've flown an airplane, so therefore I can fly. That no more makes me able to fly like a bird than those promises taken away. Well, look at this. God wants all to be saved, all to be saved. We'd agree on that, wouldn't we? John 3, 16, so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever Believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you notice that there's a, what if, if, what, there's a, well, what does believing encompass? We'll get to that farther down the line. Man is sealed with a promise. Amen. You know the promise of God. Look at Ephesians 1, 12 through 14. Then we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, and whom he also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Also, after that you believed, remember we had that earlier, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of the Lord. Well, you know if you go buy a piece of property, you put some artist money down to guarantee you're coming back to get it. So, if we're once saved, always saved, well then I have that earnest, that guarantee. But after hearing the word of truth, then what? You notice here, after they heard the word of truth, the gospel of yours, and I'll say of our salvation, in whom also after that you believe. We know what the plan of salvation is, and we'll finish that in a minute. But look at this, John six forty seven. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. There's, there's more people in the world now that say there is no God than there's ever been. But you wind us back <coughs> just ten years. And a lot of people believe there's are But there's more to it than that. A man has to do... And they'll say, all a man has to do is hear and believe. John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Well, we know that all men thin, and sin come to that the glory of God. But this is another scripture taken along, <clears throat> And it can confuse men into considering just listening. I'll just listen to you on the radio. I'll get my podcast out. Or I'll get a video when it's convenient, and that'll suffice for my worship for the week. And then I can have paint drafts. I don't have to go anywhere. I can sit in my pajamas and I can worship God my way. But first, Corinthians. 1423, and I'm just going to read the first half of it. it. says, If therefore the whole church be come together in one place, that means all of us should assemble. When it's talking farther on about speaking, with, I'll just read the rest of it, but this is point of one. And I'll speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say they're mad? And that was the time he's going to explain the purpose. But still, the church is supposed to come together in one place. Well, let's add, all men have to do is hear and believe. Romans 8, verse thirty. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Well, now I don't have to do anything. It was predetermined before I was born that I would be saved. You see, when people start taking <clears throat> and supposing and putting spin on Scripture instead of letting Scripture determine what it really says. Well, let's add another one to it. Romans 8 31 and 32. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things <coughs> if god gives us all things well then how can he take away salvation say the scriptures also inform us that god cannot lie i hope y'all keep following this and i hope that you understand it. I just stop reading all the time to make sure there's no misunderstanding i cannot Obey the gospel and not have it lost from me. But I'm the one that leads. God's promises are true. Titus 1 verse 2, In hope of eternal life, we have hope. For we obey the gospel. Which God that cannot lie. Look at this right here. It says, promise before the world begins. So he had his Plan of salvation before the world began. There will be no rapture. There'll be no coming of Jesus to live on earth and be king for a thousand years. But this verse is smart, I, uh, I think I'm not sure if Ben used it already, but I thought it was so fitting here too. It's talking about. Gain here for Deuteronomy 8 19 to show you that things can't be taken. And it shall be if thou do at all. If you do at all, forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods. So you obey and you forget and serve them and worship them. I testify against you this day that ye shall yeah. surely perish. Well, some say that those that do not make it to heaven were not saved in the first place. I've heard people say that. Once saved, always saved, and they fall away. In fact, I had a, a student that he was in a denomination, and he said, well, I'm not going to uh, commit to the Holy Ghost and, and have salvation until I'm old enough that I can't see anymore. Well, I don't know where that comes from, but people can take things and take it so far. And they say, well, we're just not saved in the first place. Well, would you grant that in Acts 8, Simon the sorcerer was saved? Scripture. Acts 12, Acts 8, 12 through 13. And when they believed, Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, which came of God, church, and the name of Jesus Christ they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, first Peter 321, baptism does now also save us. He continued with Philip and wondered, behold the miracles and signs which were done. Yet, did he not fall away? We're falling down. Acts 8, 18 through 21. And when Simon saw that through the laying of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. And Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou have thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money? It told us he had obeyed. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right. Where In the Son of God. Well, what was Simon willing to give away his salvation for? For power, for money, for being able to have that to continue with. Oh, well, that's a good example. This example is good, but Simon took <coughs> away his hope of salvation. So, where is an example that God can or did take away his promise? Well, I'll go back to the Old Testament for some. Aaron did not forget to go to the promised land. Look at Numbers 20. 23 24. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in Mount Kor by the east of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because ye rebelled against my word at the water of (coughs) Maryland. So we know that he had fashioned a golden calf and said, They just put the gold in and the calf jumped out. But look at also numbers. That's the same one. But I want you to look at Matthew five, five. Blessed are meek, for they shall inherit her? Is that a problem that we can see? This is going to come up again. But numbers twelve three. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men that work on the face of earth. So, by me shall inherit the earth. In fact, Moses should be granted. It's what he wanted to see. Now we know he wanted to be in the promised land. But as I have said this number of times, except for the part made me that worked with equity, this is the most saddest You go through, you go through, you go through, and everything is progressive, and I certainly can't remember all, but we do know that Moses, for rebellion, saying, Must we fetch water? Deuteronomy 3 24 through 27. O Lord God, thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness. And thy mighty hand for what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works and according to their minds. I pray thee, let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan, that goodly mountain, and live with it. you know, could that, that not be considered a prayer, a plea? But the Lord was brought for me a with me. But do you notice what it says? For your sake and would not hear me. We need to be careful not to leave others or call others to go strong. And the Lord said unto me, Let it suffice thee. Speak no more unto me of this matter. Verse 27. Get thee up into the top of Mount Pisgah, and lift up thine eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward, and behold it with thine eyes. For thou shalt not go over this door. Well, Moses was weak, and he asked, if you will, in a nice way, to go into it, but yet God denied him going in. And how about all of these that were numbered of children, numbers 2651? These were the number of the children of Israel, six hundred thousand and thousand, seven hundred and thirty. That's a great number. Now they all were headed toward the promised land, yet all but nine, all but two were denied entrance of the land. Why well, happened there? Numbers 26, 64. <laughs> but among these there was not a man of them who close as an heir and the priest number, when they numbered the children of Israel in the world <coughs> of Sinai, for the Lord had said unto them that sure they shall surely die in the wilderness. And there was not left. A man of them, save Caleb and the son of Jephthah, and Joshua the son of Noah. Seeing Caleb here, we had a preacher that kept calling that Cable, and I've heard so much sometimes, if I get confused, so it won't be a shock. But look at Deuteronomy 423 take heed unto yourself, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord, which he made you, and make you a graven image of the light of the which the Lord thy God hath of you Now, wouldn't that perhaps apply to us also today? Absolutely. Just like we're not supposed to take the rest of paper. The incense that Greg thought about, but we need to pay attention to what the Bible is truly telling us. Second Peter two nine. The Lord knows how to deliver what the godly out of temptation, and to preserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Now, both of those should have equal weight. Both of them should be promised. However, there's two kinds of promises that we do. Used to be some kind of song somewhere that says, well, I never made many promises to them or none they expect me to keep. Do we try to treat God that way? But there are two kinds of problems. Those kept and those that are not kept. Now in all the Bible, God tells us the whole is for the godly and ungodly. Now they are two separate locations. And besides there being two separate locations, Luke 16, 26, it says that besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from things. Once our destiny is sealed we are open. But now think about this verse. John 14, 1-4 Let your heart, let not your heart be troubled, even if in God, leave also me to rejoice. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am you may be also. But right here it says, and whether I go, you know, we have the Bible that tells us how all that happened. Now the next part it says, "And the way you know <clears throat> we have the Bible for all of that." Man has the way to know, and each of the times that something has been denied, you know, David lost his kingdom and respect because he had sinned and brought reproach on the children. Moses not allowed to go because if you will, he took credit, and it may be because he was angry, but it doesn't matter. He took credit. Must we fetch uh, water? Aaron was denied interest because he was rebellious. Those that died in the wilderness if I before entering the promised land of fear. Now what happens about fear for us? It says in Revelation 21, 8, but the fearful, the unbelieving, and the abominable and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers and idolaters, and all liars that have their part in the lake with burden with fire and brimstone which is a second test. Do, why do you not undo all that? Because people usually want to pick up, remember it said, if we both believe, and we start down, well, then it tells us that those that do not believe, and if you don't do what God tells us, undoubtedly, we do believe him. And then it says, idolaters, uh, people that put things uh, Ahead of God and liars. Well, we say we're going to follow God, He's going to give us a clear uh, path, but we don't want to go that path. But where would they all be? All wind up in the same place. They shall have their apartment lake, which probably was fine for Those that died in that wilderness, that's a lot of people in it? For fear, it wasn't because God didn't keep his huh? promise. Well man seems to take a brain out of gear of understanding all the Bible, wanting to find an easy way. That's what we make our mistake. If we want to find another way, but really when you think about following God, it's not that hard once we just decide we're going to do it. And nothing's going to get in our way. Matthew 11 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. That is the end that we're going to get there. Well, how hard is that yoke going to have to be? If you look at it in servants of God, Matthew 11, 30. My yoke is easy and my garden is light. They say, well, I don't know. We have to get up, go to worship, we have to come on Wednesday, we have to do it. We're in here, air conditioning. We've got comfortable chairs, and we get to drive over here. How about the people that used to have to walk? They had no air conditioning. And imagine in the south, of the skins and the flowers. And yet we will say it is so hard. Well, think of all of the things that happened to Paul. All of those things upon <coughs> him. And what did he have to say in Corinthians 4 17? For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal way of glory. And in 2 Corinthians, well, that's the same one. Maybe we ought to read it twice, but it's up there. All right, but how are we to live? I'll go back to the Old Testament for something here a moment. I hope I pronounced this correct. Habakkuk 2, verses 1 through 3. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the couch. Do we take the Bible we study to show ourselves approved? Are we standing watch over our souls, so to speak? And I will watch to see what he will say unto me. Read the Bible. And what I shall answer when I reprove. When we say we're doing something wrong by the Bible, what do we do? And the Lord answered me said, and said, Write the vision and upon table, that he may run and read the pit. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not mine. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. People say the world's been going on and on. It's going to just keep on continuing. We need to learn to watch and listen. And if God carries, don't give up. we we'll look at verse 4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. We understand that from the New Testament too. But Hebrews 10.35 Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. We have to do the will of God to receive that promise all the heaven. If we doesn't do if we don't do it, remember God owes us nothing. We are plague. For yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not turn. Now the judge shall live by faith, remember the mocking. But if any man draw back, draw back. So undoubtedly I can draw back, so I can't be saved. Once and for all, unless I'm faithful. My soul shall have no pleasure in him. Verse 39. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of soul. Remember how we started out? Believe. Now let's look at Hebrews 3 and 14. And for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our progress steadfast unto them. All the warnings that have been taught in so many other places, it just takes so many scriptures to lift all of them and show we can't have what saints always say. But look at Hebrews 6 17 18. Wherein God will he more abundance to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of the count, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. We said earlier that God kept lying in every once. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope that is set within. Well, if it's hope, then that's what I could have is that hope. But if I'm not doing what God tells me, why should I expect him to give me what I'm going to take care of myself. God will not let anyone who does not remain faithful into that heavenly home. And just as sure he will deny any, just as sure he will not deny any soul a heavenly home that keeps his commandments. Those two things, if you will, are far from the east to the west. If we live in sin, we do not get to heaven anymore. If we live faithful to the end, we get it. Those two things will never meet or cross. Whether in the days of the Old Testament or the last days that we live in now of the New Testament, Romans 3 3 through 6. For what if some did not believe? Some will always make you think what God always said. Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? No. God tells us what to do. But think about this God forbid, gay, yeah, let God be true. But every man alive. And that's what it's going to be. We either do God's word or not. You know what is the whole duty of man? Fear God, keep His commandments. Pretty You notice where it says, "As it is written." Let me. As it is written, let God be true, but let every man lie. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy saints and mightest overcome when thou art judged. But if our unrighteousness for men that are unrighteous from God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous? Who takes pains? I speak as a man. God forbid. For well, then, how shall God judge the world? God is not a respectful person. We earn um, what we're going to get. We can't work our way to heaven. That's not what I'm saying at all. It says, make your call election you sure. Work your own salvation. We have to do things. How should we live? Matthew seven twenty-one. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, for which is in heaven. Look at Proverbs 1423. Keep thy heart with all diligence, heart of my mind. All diligence for out of it are the issues of life. If I want to believe a lie, God will let me. But think of here in Romans 13 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fill the lust thereof. Well, I say I'm once saved, always saved. How about you call sense? Well, I just go out there and I go to fishing today and I'm getting close to God out there. Is that what He asked us to do? No. God asked us to serve Him and He has it in a certain prescribed way on the first day of the week. And we know what the five acts of worship are. There is no way I can get past not being saved when I understand that God gave his son to die on the cross for the atonement for our sins. And how am I going to Put a stumbling block in front of other men that say, "What say always say," or even go back and say it was predestined from the beginning of time. I don't have to do anything. That had to be extreme torture for Jesus. He felt every bit of it. But think about God in heaven looking at. Him when he would hear his own song, my God, my God, why are they saving? You don't think that would touch you in such a way to think about God when man was on evil continually and he repented, it repented him that he had made man, that would be hard to let us continue. He lets us continue, but only as long as we're going to serve him. We can continue to serve him by wow. obeying the gospel, start with, and being faithful to the Or not. It's our choice. But the plan of salvation, there's does not change. Hear the word of God, John 6, 4, 45. No man has come to me except the Father which has sent me, draw and I will raise him up at the last day. And it is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Not taught by man, not taught by uh, theory, but taught of God. Search the scriptures daily, one of those things we say. Every man therefore that hath come, and have loved the Father come unto me. And you know what I read this, I thought, when you understand how can you turn it down? And then believe God's word. John 8, 24. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins if ye believe not that I am he. You shall die in your sins again. How can you die? Repent of past sin, At 1730. At the time that this ignorance, God winked out, and now commanded all men everywhere to repent. Now, after we obey the gospel, we need to keep this steady on our mind. If you put stickers on your refrigerator, it probably wouldn't be a bad thing to put on there about repent. Make sure daily that we're walking in a light as his in the light. Confess that Jesus is the Son of God, John twenty verse thirty one. These are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life in his name. And then be baptized. We Acts two thirty eight, then Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Remember now we look at all the scripture we talked about. Believe, believe, believe. And then live faithfully to the end. Revelation 2.10. Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil is cast, some of them are in the prison that you may be tried. And he shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. You know, it also tells us that we stewards need to be faithful. And if we're stewards of God's word, we be faithful. The people that want to play and want to say they're they're not good stewards of the words if they don't understand the of But you know if any need to obey the gospel or remember if we have obeyed the gospel and we go back into the world and we do things that we not you know it's worse for that than if we never do it. Just as that. The returns to the fire, and the dog returns to his father. You know, that one's going be different. So, that won't be near as good as that fire and brimstone when it eats up. Uh, we remember those things, what we could have. But if any need to respond and obey the gospel, or to have uh, confession that they've sinned against God, have prayer said on their behalf so that they can be restored. If you come forward with that, I would like to say you with you.